0: Welcome to the Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events, and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. You are listening to episode number one of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Holy moly, I am so excited to be here with you, recording or having this very first conversation on this podcast. This is something that has been a really long time coming that I have been thinking about for years, and it was finally the right time to bring it into the world. So here we are. If you know me, you know that I've been sharing on Instagram, passionately about many of these topics, about living life to its fullest potential, choosing your life, living a life by design, building your business, aligned marketing, all of these beautiful things for years. And I have felt a little capped lately on Instagram, like I need more space to talk with you and have these conversations. So here we are, I want to talk a little about what I see a wealthy and well woman is because I feel like when I felt deeply that this was going to be the name of my podcast, Wealthy and Well Woman, I got some different feedback and I have seen in my work over the years that using that bold term wealthy And Calling yourself a wealthy woman or calling yourself a wealthy and well woman can be triggering to people. It can feel like you're boasting. It can feel like your intentions are in the wrong place. Some people see it this way. And I don't know if this is something that's been conditioned in society, especially for women, or, you know, don't talk about money and, you know, be quiet, be nice, be these things and don't be big, stay small. And I think that the term wealthy is a big term. I think it definitely triggers something in people, but I wasn't about to back away from that. And I see wealthy in this term as yes, go for the money, build the wealth, build the resources to give back, to live a life of overflow in every single sense of the word, in your finances, in your time, in your relationships, in the love that you give and receive, be open to receiving wealth and Every capacity. So, I will not shy away from talking about wealth in the financial terms. And a lot of the tips and insights that I'm going to share with you and that some guests will share with you are on how to build your business, how to make more money. But my intention, deeper than that, for this podcast, The Wealthy and Well Woman, is the balance of being in business, striving for more financially and being open to receiving more financially, becoming that energetic match to receive more, but also taking care of yourself, not grinding, not working every waking minute, not sacrificing your life and your relationships to make as much money as possible. No, that's not what we're about. The wealthy and well woman is balanced in striving and knowing that she's made for more. She's made for a big impact. She's made, if you desire a big income, she's made for a big income. And she prioritizes herself, her wellness, her mindset. You prioritize all of these things together. That is the wealthy and well woman. Woman, a growth-oriented woman who is striving for greatness and alignment and striving to live your purpose in this one life that we are given, this one shot. So making the most of it. I want to tell you, if you don't already know me, a little story about what really triggered this way of living in me many years ago. And what set me along this path before really having it be entrepreneurial, but more so wanting to get the most out of life and really live life to the fullest and live life awake and on purpose. When I was in my younger years in high school, even as young as high school and college, I definitely used alcohol as a numbing agent, so, starting even as early as high school, my parents went through a pretty messy divorce when I was only ten, so not at that time, <laughs> but <laughs> later on in high school, when I started to become uncomfortable in social settings and um, another piece of that was that I had moved a lot around a lot I didn't have a really core group of friends. I switched schools a lot. And at that age, I find that you are a lot more open and raw to judgment, to what people think about you. You care a lot more about these things, or at least I did when I was that age. And through Outside Influences, I was introduced to drinking alcohol, the numbing agent that will just take away all your problems. Not really, but at that time, that's what I thought. And so I began to numb through alcohol and have that be my mask of the party girl of, you know, having fun and loving life, quote unquote, in that way. But it never felt aligned, of course, to me. It always felt very forced, like I had on a mask. Like That's how I really felt for many years from high school through college through until really my mid-20s, early to mid-20s when I started to come out of this is it was just a mask. It was something to put out into the world so that they didn't have to see me. They didn't have to see my vulnerability. They didn't have to see my fear. They didn't have to see my sadness. And I definitely overdid it at times and did things that I was not proud of. It gave me a lot of anxiety and it ultimately was a huge misalignment. And if you have experienced this, which I'm guessing whether it's in a, in a in a way like that with alcohol or some other substance, or if it's in your work, if it's in your relationships. So many times in life, we have these misalignments and these cause deep anxiety, in my opinion. This is where A major root of anxiety, I think, comes in life. Is this misalignment with what we are truly here to do, and what we are truly here to give to the world? How we are supposed to impact the world, and how we are supposed to show up for our most authentic selves? And it wasn't until my brother, who was very, very close to me, my younger brother, we were Irish twins. He was just a year and a half younger than me, and. He went down a bad road and ended up passing away at just turned 21. I was 22 and it was devastating. Of course, he was one of my very best friends where I did always move around a lot. My brothers were everything to me. Family was very important to me and we had been through a lot. And obviously that was devastating. And I, for a time turned more towards alcohol because I did not want to feel, I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to feel the sadness. I didn't care. I honestly wanted to create drama in my life to distract me from the very deep pain I was feeling with my brother's death. And it wasn't until my mid, I think maybe I was 24 ish when I found yoga and My mom actually brought me to my first yoga class. It was a Bikram style class, and I thought I was gonna die, but in the most connected and beautiful way ever that I had ever experienced. I felt so awake and so alive, and I had not remembered and, and, and so connected to myself from this very first class. It's amazing what that can do, and I didn't fully absorb it at that time, but I was like, wow i I liked that wow that was that was intense. I liked it, and I remember leaving the studio that day, seeing a flyer on the the community board that they head up for yoga teacher training. And I asked the instructor, Oh, what's that about? Like, what do I need to be able to do that first yoga class down, which is so representative of how I function. I'm like, Oh, I, I like that. That was a major thing in my life. I'm feeling pulled. Let's do it. I'm jumping in anyways. So I asked and she's like, kind of like, um, you're ridiculous. This was your first class and you barely survived. But um, she told me that you needed to practice for at least six months before even being considered or even applying. So I kind of pocketed that one about my life. Didn't make any drastic immediate changes at that time, but I did start to go here and there. I found a Bikram studio in Portland where I was living and I went here and there. And I ended up then still being stuck on this, like wanting to become a yoga teacher, even though I had maybe done a total of 10 yoga classes and found a training that accepted me locally and jumped right in. And it was the most amazing and raw experience one of my entire life. It really just woke me up to these beliefs that I was holding on to. It woke me up to myself, my desires, what I wanted. It began to peel back all of these layers, all of these layers of... Plaster. There's a story that I love that I shared recently on my Instagram actually about the golden Buddha. There's a story about the golden Buddha who was covered in plaster to keep it safe from an invasion. And monks were carrying this Buddha, moving it, and dropped it, and there was a crack and there was a sliver of gold. And they said, let's look a little deeper. So they started chipping away the plaster and underneath was revealed a solid gold statue and i believe it was like the the largest solid gold statue or something like that this is a true story i believe don't quote me exactly on how the story goes but something along those lines you could probably google it to get the full the full breakdown but that reminds me so much of these layers of plaster over the years that we put on like armor. So we have these defense mechanisms. We have these numbing agents. We have all of these things that we layer on. And yoga to me was that chipping away at the plaster to get more in touch with the gold and more in touch with what I truly wanted out of life. And I would see those glimmers when I was living a much different life of, wow, this isn't me. I really feel like I'm so misaligned and made for more, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to chase that. I was just doing what I had been taught and what I knew in, in life, you know, from family, friends, society, just doing the normal thing. And from there, I carried that on to getting a corporate job and climbing the corporate ladder and really focused on that as being my version of success. And what you needed to do to be successful is excel in a safe company, get a safe job, climb the ladder, make more money. I think I doubled my salary within just over a year at that first corporate job, took a big promotion in Boston and felt really proud for a while that I was you know, climbing that corporate ladder, but still felt this deep misalignment within me of i still, this is a step in the right direction, but I'm still not there. It's still not what I was really made to do and what I was brought here to do. And I kept, you know, my yoga practice. I was then a certified yoga instructor teaching here and there, but didn't have a lot of time or space to jump in because my very demanding corporate job living in Boston at that time. And from there, I remember going to one of Catherine Budig's workshops. She came to Boston and her workshop Aim True. And we did an exercise, which I love to do with clients to this day. I do on yoga retreats. It's one of my favorite exercises. And it's about envisioning your life, what that would look like with no restraints. Absolutely no restraints, no judgment from anyone that's currently in your life family, friends, partners, coworkers, anyone, no judgment. And what would that be? If you could do absolutely anything, what would the dream be like go big, no restraints. And I think this is such a helpful exercise because it really taps into that. Yes. Wild vision. But I want to tell you that when I did this exercise back in, I want to say 2015, maybe I remember saying that my big dream, my big vision would be to teach yoga and be able to travel all over the world, changing communities for the better wherever I went and helping lift women up. And there was more to that. I can't really remember the whole thing, but but to me that seemed so wild at the time because it was nothing like what I was doing. I was working as a corporate sales and business manager, like literally so far from (laughs) inspiring and helping lift women up and impact the world and being able to travel and teach. I could barely take any time off my corporate job without feeling so full of guilt and like a terrible employee because it was all hustle mentality. Go, go, go work as hard as you can. And you're only worthy when you do that a much different vision and uh, representation of success, which you'll hear as we continue on in these podcast episodes. But for the sake of the story and my journey into this wealthy and well woman lifestyle, I had this vision and it felt so far away, but I started taking these little steps closer to it, closer to that vision. And I... Signed up for my first yoga retreat, had a lot of clarity and space come from that experience and really made the decision of I need to do something different with my life. And it took lots of steps and many years before finally leaving corporate and but before finally really doing what I was passionate about and what I wanted to do and what I loved full time and chasing that fiercely. <laughs> But I kept taking those small steps in the right direction. And when I first got into wellness full-time, what I noticed heavily and what I felt was a main story from everyone around me was that you can't have both. If you want to do what you love, if you want to live your passion and work your passion, you have to sacrifice financial success. You have to sacrifice the things that you want in that way. You have to do a trade-off either, or you can do what you love or you can make money, but you can't do both. And I just don't believe that for a while. I did believe that. And I said, you know what? I can do it. It's worth it. And I think having that mentality of you would do it even if you didn't get paid can be helpful because of course that shows that you really love it, but even better, you can do it. And Get paid abundantly. In fact, it helps your clients. It serves your clients. It serves you. It serves everyone in your life to be getting paid well, to do what you love, to offer an amazing service or amazing product, and to be the wealthy and well woman. So, that, my friend, is what we are focused on in this podcast. We are focused on the tools, the strategies, the stories, the motivation, all the things to help you be successful as the wealthy and well woman, living the wealthy and well woman lifestyle, living a life of overflow, living a life of alignment, living a life on purpose. And there'll be many more trainings, tips, hacks, guests, all of these beautiful things to come. But thank you so much for being here with me on the very first episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman. I would love to hear what you'd like to see on this show, what trainings you'd love for me to lead, or topics you'd love for me to go deeper into and cover. Thank you so much for being here. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also, share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it and I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there. And I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.